Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host Ben Niven. I'm Jacob Russo. And today we're going to be taking a look at They Live. Hell yeah, this is going to be our most political episode ever. So I don't know man, we've got some, we've got some shit down the line that I think is going to get a little bit dicey, but for now, yeah, it's pretty... Capitalism sucks! <laughs> Yes, go on. First and foremost, how have you been, Jacob? You alright? Yeah, I've been fine. Uh, been up to much since we last spoke? I've been fucking listening to... Right, I'll tell you what I've been doing, right? Go on. And you're going to call me an idiot, right? But when I say I have I mean, some... I'll, I'll do that anyway, so you don't need to give me justification. When I say I have some convictions, right? Convictions? That's the word, isn't it? I don't fucking know. I'm not a criminal, but <laughs> when I have some beliefs, right? Yeah. One of them is in the supernatural, right? So I have been fucking... Uh, You've like, been fucking ghosts. I wish. But no, I've been... Uh, <laughs> I can't even say greening out because I haven't even been smoking. I've just been lazing out listening and watch, watching like al- uh, not alien, ghost documentaries on fucking YouTube. I literally just type in ghost documentaries and I find fucking weird TV shows that came out in the mid-2000s. Oh, just that kinda, ghost hunter shit, man. I don't That's even know not. what this was. It was like called Extreme Ghost Stories or something. Yeah. It's all English people. The, 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 the narrator in it has like the best voice ever. He's like, he sounds kind of like, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. The, uh, the guy in Return of the King that's like, my son is dead! The one that sets himself on fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Him. Sounds like him. And, like, uh, because it's, like, the mid-2000s... Was it Denethor? Is that him? Uh, I guess. I but because it's the mid-2000s, people all wear, like, Slipknot hoodies and fucking, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, So I'm like, yeah, okay, I like this show. And uh, I've been just watching stuff to do with that. Ghosts, been, bro. Been catching up with your old pal Derek Akora. No, he hasn't been on the show. No? No, no. That's a shame. He wasn't on that show. I mean... I like my supernatural shit, that's why I went to... Didn't you meet Derek Okora? I've met Derek Okora, I have a photo of Derek Okora. Yeah. Yeah, I went to one of his shows. Not because I believe in him, it's because I thought it'd be funny. And it was. <laughs> so, and now you believe in it. Nah, not Derek Okora, he's a, he's, a, he's a fraud. He's a charlatan. Yes. But no, I believe in my supernatural shit, that's why I watched that. That's why I went to Loch Ness that one time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Didn't you go to fucking... Uh, What's his name's Kevin? I went to the Alistair Crowley house, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bullskine house went there. Uh, mainly. Did you see any creepy shit when you were there? No, but that area is quite creepy. It's right next to. Uh, I mean, the ho- I mean, this was put there after the house was built, but there is a um, what do you call it? Uh, cemetery for like the war dead, you know. Oh yeah. Right next to. It. Um, didn't get into the house, but you know it's it's, it's fancy looking. And we'll try again uh, next time. Maybe, <laughs> but we went there because of that ritualistic stuff. Done that a few times, and there's also uh, apparently Loch Ness is a UFO hotspot. So you know, I'm looking for that too, among other things. So yeah, it was great. Supernatural stuff. <laughs> what have you been doing? <laughs> hmm? What have you been doing? Uh, I watched the Burbs. Hmm. Yes, yeah, it's Tom Hanks. It's a fucking weird one. I don't want to go too much into it because I feel like we could maybe Joe Dante's a director we could probably cover in the future. Probably. So I don't want to go too much detail into it, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Writer Strike fucked it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like really fucked that movie. Yeah. But also fully in support of the writer striking because they deserve to get paid fair wages. Well, t- I'm sorry, I did watch something. I did watch something. What did you watch? <laughs> I watched. I've seen it before, which is why I didn't mention it. But I, uh, but I watched uh, the French Connection. Oh. Uh, 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 
when did that come out? The seventies at some point. I think so. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was. It was before the Exorcist. It was uh, William Friedkin. It was before the Exorcist. Yeah. And like uh, I don't know. There's something about watching cop movies from the seventies where they're just like racially abusing people and just like uh, you know taking away people's rights. It's kind of funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it's not. So it's like, I mean, I remember just laughing at one bit where like they're they're they're. They pull some people over and they're like searching them and stuff because I've been in that situation. And the guy's like, Oh no, I don't have anything. So, you know, Gene Hackman just kind of slaps guys like, Shut up! And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and my dad remembers that time too, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah, you yeah. Some yeah, so, you know, well. <laughs> Cop films of the 70s are the greatest. <laughs> I, I cannot possibly agree with that in good faith. Oh, it's kind of well. No, it's horrible. I, I like spy. I like spy films from that period, though. The spy films are fucking class. No, it's a horrible yeah. thing, but it is quite funny. <laughs> Looking back on it, just being like, ah, "That was acceptable." <laughs> like to the point, like so horrible to the point where all you can do is laugh, kind of yeah, thing. Like, yeah. holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel that. I mean, I'm not gonna laugh at everything horrible that happened in the past. Like, I'm not gonna laugh about the Holocaust. Oh shit. But you know, fuck shit. You made Holocaust jokes. Everybody's made Holocaust jokes, but we're not even going to edit that out. <laughs> I'm not going to go to Auschwitz and be like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm not going to make some old Polish man cry. You know, I'm not going to do that shit. You know, so <laughs> fuck fascism. <laughs> They live. Yeah. Uh, this was the first time you'd watched this film. I had seen it prior to recording this. This was the first time you had seen it. What were your initial thoughts on the movie? Uh, my initial thoughts on this movie were I liked the setup. Mm-hmm. I liked the first half of it, you know, setting up the mystery, what's happening here. Mm-hmm. There was a part in the middle where I was kind of checking out because not much was happening. And but it got when me that's my when were you kind of tuning out because for me this film kind of doesn't really calm down at any point. It's after the it's after Keith David finally puts on the glasses and like they're right. just they're just okay. hiding out in a hotel room. And fun him, fact that is not the middle of the movie. No. At the t- see by the end of that fight scene, that film's got half an hour left to go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And the, yeah, I mean that's the that's the final act of the movie. All right. Well, by the time they eventually like go to that meeting and then things start getting bored, hell, I kind of got back into it. But I don't know. So one scene. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I did find the whole bit where he's trying to convince Keith they would put on the glasses a little bit annoying. Like, because I know about the fight scene and all that, it's fine. But you know, I kind of love it. I'm not gonna lie. The fight scene was good, but like you know, <laughs> it dragged on a little bit. Not, the, not, not just the fight scene the fight scene was fine I just mean the whole sequence of him trying to put on the glasses you know trying to convince him that is the fight scene yeah it's bits after it too but yeah yeah but you know I'm not yeah <laughs> but for the most part I there's like no this. bits after the fight scene was trying to convince him to put on the glasses he forces the glass on him at the end of the fight that's how the fight ends yeah. well you know when they go to the hotel and stuff and then it slows down and Roddy Piper has like a half monologue about his abusive dad yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> that that came right the fuck out of nowhere. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit when we get to the, like the nitty gritty of it. But yeah, yeah, um, that's where it kind of lost me. But but then when they go to that meeting near the end and then things get blown to hell, then they raid the fucking yeah. Um, it picks up again. Yeah, 
But for the most part, I like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why people like it. I'll be honest, my main takeaway with from this film was I need to play Saints Row 4 again. Oh. <laughs> that was kind Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, those Saints Row games had like a bunch of fucking wrestlers in them. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, you had Hulk Hogan in one of them. He was in the second one, wasn't he? No, he was in the third one. Oh, was it the third one? Right? No, he was in, yeah, yeah, he was in the third one. He was in the third one. Yeah. Uh, Rob Van Dam was the uh, Professor Genki show commentator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, he just sounds stoned throughout the whole thing. Oh, yeah, it's um, funny as fuck. Yeah, you had Roddy Piper as well. But yeah, yeah, whatever. Showed up in this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roddy Piper, though. That man is insane. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't say that lightly. Like, he I don't is... know if he's a good actor or not, but. He's good enough. He's fine in this. <laughs> he's, he's, he's good for the role that he's playing. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, though, he's fucking jacked in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he is, he is built like a brick shit house. Because this was, what, 88? So I'm pretty sure this was... No. No, yeah, 88. Yeah, yeah, 88. No, you're right, yeah. I'm fairly certain that... I thought it was 87 there for a second, but that Starman was 87. Yeah, I don't think he was wrestling full-time at this point. No, Prince Darkness is something. I don't think Prince it was. Sorry, I don't yeah. think he was wrestling full time at this point, so he was able to just get jacked. Because I think after uh, there's a certain point in WWE where he just kind of would disappear for a few months, then come back, mm-hmm. do a do a major storyline feud, and disappear again. He would do that until like his career ended, pretty much. After a certain point in time, I can't really remember when. It's been a while, <laughs> but you know. I want to say early nineties, like ninety four, ninety three. No, before that. Oh really? So, yeah. Cause he, cause he was he, he was he was a massive guy in the eighties, but like uh, by the late eighties, he wasn't appearing as much. He was just yes, and that's what I'm saying. He would have he would have fucked off towards the night beginning of the nineties. No, that's yeah, when he no, he would have proper finished. No, he actually finished WWE in ninety six. Ninety six? Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Because he, he had a, because the, <laughs> um, he had a WrestleMania match uh, with Goldust, and they took inspiration from the fight scene in this movie for their. Oh really? For they had a fight in an alleyway. Nice. Involved a car, you know, so yeah, it was Roddy Piper get hit by a car and shit. It was pretty fun, <laughs> but um, then he went to WCW. But that's another story. But um, yeah, he, at this point he wasn't really wrestling full time, so he was able to get jacked. So yeah, what do you think of the the alien design? I fucking love it. I fucking love it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's a good homage to kind of like being the fact that you only see them in black and white as well. I can't totally help but feel like that. Oh yeah. But I can't help but feel like it's kind of an homage to like B movie aliens. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Because like, combine the way the design with like the big bug eyes and all that, and the fact you only ever see them in black and white until the very end. Mm-hmm. Which uh, that was that was certainly an ending. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the last five seconds of this movie are fucking incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an ending. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Good lord! Um, <laughs> it, is a, it works really well as a joke, uh, but also if you think about it for more than five seconds, that poor woman—that <laughs> that poor poor woman must have been fucking traumatized. Yeah, the last five seconds of this movie is just tits right at the camera. <laughs> yeah, and then oh fucking an alien! Oh, babe, what's wrong? What's wrong, babe? Is everything all right? <laughs> she looks down at this guy that she is straddling. <laughs> But no, yeah, they live. Uh, I have to say, I enjoyed it more watching it for the second time than I did when I first saw it. Because, mm-hmm. admittedly, when I first saw it, it was in parts and it was on YouTube. 
Right. More recently, I watched like I actually sat this time. I actually sat down and watched the full thing, and like I was, I got it in Blu-ray because it's one of it's one of those films where I'm like, okay, this is kind of a seminal piece. I want to have this in my collection, and just having that different experience of watching it on like my TV sitting in the couch as opposed to being like hunched over my phone and all that mm-hmm. uh, really just like I feel like this film would have really benefited from being able to see it in theatres yeah. especially with the the finale and how sort of grand the scale gets towards the end because it gets surprisingly like big for as, as low budget a film as this is there's some pretty massive scenes I don't know how low budget this was this was a universal movie I'm not entirely sure. Distributed by Universal, but was it not? Was this not one of his indie films that got picked up by Universal towards the end? I don't know. I think because this wasn't a studio movie. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Universal. I don't know. Um, Universal distributed it and picked it up. I think this is more along the lines of like what House of happened to House of a Thousand Corpses, and that it started out as an indie flick, mm. and then studios took notice and picked it up towards the end. A it's a fucking I, I don't like Rob Zombie I'll be honest with you I really don't like him as a director but I do kind of like that movie because <laughs> it's just insane <laughs> fucking we'll talk about Rob Zombie later on but yeah <laughs> you ever wondered what happened to fucking old Tom Hanks from Saving Private Ryan well he gets fucking killed by Otis from House of a Thousand Corpses that's what happens to him oh yeah <laughs> He gets shot in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah. Survive the war, just get killed by, by a hillbilly. clown. <laughs> just get killed by a hillbilly. Get killed by fucking, what is it, Sid Haig? Is that No, one? it was, um... It's no. Sid something, isn't it? No, it wasn't Sid Haig that killed him, it was fucking uh, Bill Mosley that killed him. Oh, was it Bill Mosley that killed yeah, him? Yeah, Sid Haig's only in like, the beginning of that movie and right at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But didn't you say he got killed by a psychotic clown? No, I said he got killed by a hillbilly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking shit. Hillbillies aren't clowns. Some of them are. <laughs> oh man. I wish I could have met Sid Haig, man. He seems like a right cool cunt. So, not. <laughs> he seems like proper sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I saw Hillbilly the other day actually. Did you? Yeah, he had a fuck. I thought he's died out. Uh, to be fair, I knew somebody at school that had one. You probably knew them as well. Can't remember his name, but this was a guy that had like. His, his hair was shaved at the sides and he had a fucking rat tail. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw somebody with that the other day. I was Mad. Like, oh, I was coming back. <laughs> he was on an ATV as well. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Small Ayrshire town really is becoming hillbilly land. Fantastic. It always has been. All right, but more so in the summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big time. But yeah, <laughs> they live. Great movie. Still John Carpenter, we're still doing that shit, so, you know, we've still got a few more of these to go. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, shall we get into it? Yes. Okay, first things first, I fucking love the title card for this movie. The one that's just on the side. And then yeah, the one that it fades into the street art. Yeah. I just, that's just a really nice yeah, effect. It just fades into, like, the underside of the Rivergate Centre. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a niche. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Reference, but yeah, no, it just fades into like the street art. I love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the soundtrack is decidedly like kind of bluesy and western. This point, you can hear yeah, like the steel Carpenter. guitar, the harmonica, the saxophone comes in. Yeah, Carpenter's was it a saxophone? I don't know. Carpenter's yeah, always wanted. There is a saxophone in this. I can fucking tell you right now. 
Carpenter's always wanted to do a western, and this is kind of like a western setup: a stranger coming into town and all that shit. Yeah, uh, a stranger who's stuff. credited as Nada. Yeah, he doesn't have a name. And the subtitles of the of the film, though, he's credited. He's called John, mm. which I can only assume is like John Doe. Probably, but no, this music's blues as fuck. I was I was saying yeah. this to you earlier, like I was half expecting like a fucking like, you know, George Thor good stuff to start playing. You know. Oh yeah, the. Just Roddy Piper. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian blues. Well, they exist. Fucking uh, yeah. What's his name? Neil Young is Canadian. Oh, fuck yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah it exists. So, uh, Roddy goes to a job centre. <laughs> fucking job centre, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Times haven't changed. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty much the exact same as the ones in Scotland do now. Uh, <laughs> so, except they have their job vacancies on a wall in there. No, they still do it in the job centre. Sometimes you'll see, like, posters for, like, Aye, but no, job these, vacancies. No, but these are, like, you see more of it in a... Have you ever seen a film called um, Made in Britain? Yeah. Tim Roth, the little uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His little skinhead. There's a bit where he goes into a job centre and he has to pick up these cards that have like job titles on them, and then mm. you don't get that anymore. It's, it's That's all, all digital. Yeah, but this is this place is like that. No, <laughs> I was just expecting like little skinhead Tim Roth to be behind him, you know, just get into an argument, throwing a brick through the window. Yeah, he doesn't have the movie, but <laughs> so uh, he goes into the thing. No work in the no work for the job centre. Surprise, sir, fucking prize. And uh, can't even get the dole because he's American. They get dull money. They do. It's do they? Yeah. I didn't know that. Government assistance. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Oh. They get it. Every day's a skill day. Mm-hmm. But we get introduced to a preacher character who basically gives us the entire plot of the movie right for the get-go. Yeah, he does, yeah. He just kind of... But uh, what is, who is it that plays the preacher in this, though? Because he does a fucking amazing job. I don't know, I think he's just some guy. <laughs> Maybe it was a street preacher. <laughs> no, no, because he shows up throughout the, the movie. I don't know. Maybe it just was a street preacher. But, uh, have you, do you, did you ever run into a street preacher in Glasgow? Oh, that mad cunt. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> he used to stand out on... Uh, I've seen him in a couple of places. I saw him in George Square, but I mostly saw him on Buchanan Street. And he was always, like, proclaiming that because we all... Cy Richardson. That's the actor's name. Right. He plays the preacher. He's he's credited as Black Revolutionary. Hell yeah. <laughs> and oh, do you want to know something else? Technically, but according to the credits, Roddy Piper's first name was originally George. Hmm. So it was going to be George Nada. Fair enough. That then got changed to John Nada, and then eventually just Nada. Hmm. That street preacher out in Glasgow, you see him in Buchanan Street, he would always be like, uh, saying we're all going to hell because drink Buckfast. And <laughs> there was always at least one yeah, person. Yeah, he was a bit of a dodgy cunt, wasn't he? Yeah, there was always one person, you know, actually listening to him drinking Buckfast as well. Whenever Buckfast is mentioned, they would go like, eh. So, Honestly, I tell you, no, it wasn't Cy Richardson, it was Raymond St. Jacques was the street preacher. And then Cy Richardson is another character. Mm. <laughs> but, um, Street preachers, they're they're either, they're either telling the truth or they're just uh, you know weird homophobes. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Wonder what this guy. They're either speaking truth to power or speaking shite to gays. That's it. <laughs> There's no in between. So the preacher spells out the mood, and eventually Roddy finds himself in a construction site, 
where he just basically goes on and is like, hey, do you need anybody? I've got my own tools, ready to work. Geezer job. Yeah, yeah. If only it was that easy. <laughs> but, you know. It can be. Yeah, if you want to get paid underneath the table and yeah. get... Like he is in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But, you know, it's not the best. <laughs> nah, nah, it's not sustainable. When I get paid, oh, Thursday. Oh, okay. And then fucking Keith David comes up to him and sounds like he's got a proposition. So, guy, you need a place to stay. Just kind of look at him like, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, Keith David also fucking ripped for this movie. I get a feeling Keith David's just ripped in general. Is he not? I don't know. I mean, he seemed pretty jacked when he was doing the thing as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was wearing a lot of layers, wasn't he? So. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. He seemed in his little long johns. It's not little long johns. Guy's fucking massive. Yeah, I mean, the only other things I can I, I can really say I've seen him in is like the thing, this, and fucking uh, Requiem for a Dream. He doesn't really, he doesn't look too jacked in that. But you know, you never know. <laughs> He's jacking people up in that movie. But I don't know about I've seen him in uh, Tales from the Hood 2. Oh, fuck that movie, man. Yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so shit. The first one's pretty good, though. Nah. I enjoyed <laughs> I like Tales from the Hood. It's pretty good. Nah. You not like it? No. I know. It's shite. It's just it's not funny. <laughs> what, the first one? No. <laughs> it's just... Nah, I didn't like it. But, you know. But no, Keith David, he's jacked in most things. I mean, even just by listening to him, he does like voiceovers for like a fucking uh, the WWE. He sounds jacked on those too. So yeah. he sounds jacked. What the fuck does that mean? You know like, when you hear it, Hulk uh, Hogan sounds jacked. Fucking Hulk Hogan sounds fucking crazy. Is what he sounds. Roddy Piper sounds jacked. <laughs> fucking Canadian then. Hulk Hogan's Canadian. Piper is. Yeah, but Canadians aren't always jacked. Lumberjack. No. Does Elliot Page sound jack to you? They're a skinny little bastard, you know. No, no, no. Have you seen recent photos of them? They've got fucking biceps and shit. They're, they've been working out. Mm. They're starting to get. Michael Sarah is not jacked. Yeah, he's just—he's he, himself. <laughs> he's a wee weedy little cunt. I like him, but he's a wee weedy little cunt. But what is he up to these days? I don't know. Hmm. We need a Michael Sarah Renaissance. See I don't know, know that we do. No, we do. We definitely do. We need him to be in like. We need him to go down like the. Uh, uh, I was gonna say go down in Nicholas Cage route. He's his own Mandy, but I don't know how that would work financially. <laughs> just imagine Michael Sarah just screaming in a bathroom, <laughs> covered in blood. It'd be yeah, great. be great. Forging a badass axe slash spear thing. <laughs> I need to watch Mandy again now. Then he does like his one line from Juno that he's known for in that, where he just whispers, "Wizard." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As he's cleaving skulls. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Sarah, yeah, yeah, it'll be great. Michael Sarah is the new John Wick. Yeah, it could be like an Arrested Development sequel where he's been like he's been overlooked for too long. Yeah, and he just starts caving in his family skulls. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Jason Bateman's just sitting there doing like the one line he's known for from it. I don't know what I expected. Just before he fucking dies. Yeah. <laughs> that can be the final fil- the final line of the movie. <laughs> I don't know what I expected and then his head gets cut off by Michael Cera yeah yeah some cunt hire us as writers man honestly this is this is gold Michael Cera's not jacked though doesn't need to be he's got an axe <laughs> uh, yeah yeah job sites Keith David asks him if he wants a place to stay sounds vaguely like he's trying to 
get with him. I didn't get that vibe. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I've never stood on a in like a corner somewhere. It's always like you need a place to stay. Gets a bit weird, but you know. Yeah, but uh, fucking the well, we, we can't call him the Drifter because that's the name of another character in this movie. So uh, we'll just, call call him, just call him Roddy, yeah. So <laughs> Roddy remains silent at that point and then just starts following Keith David's character who's called Frank in this movie. Frank! So he just starts following Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... And Frank basically turns around and is just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, why are you following me? I says, like, I don't let someone follow me unless I know something or something or like some shit, right? To which Roddy replies, I don't turn up with anybody until I see where he's going. Okay. <laughs> which is like, yeah, okay, sure, but also... I'm still following me. Yeah. <laughs> and they still turn up at the place together. Yeah. So this full conversation is pointless. <laughs> Roddy Piper's just... <laughs> he's just legitimately crazy, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they make it their way to the kind of the the it's shanty hobo, town. It's a hobo camp. Yeah. It's the yeah, it's like it's a Hooverville kind of area. Hooverville. Yeah. The the shanty towns that popped up during the, the Great Depression throughout Central Park were named, named oh, Hoovervilles. Yeah, right, okay, well, yeah, okay. After J. Edgar Hoover, who had kind of caused that whole fucking thing. It would have been J. Edgar Hoover because he was in head charge of the FBI. For whoever the fuck then. Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover. I always get those two mixed up. No, J. Edgar Hoover's guy didn't like communists and he kept on trying to run them out of the US. But that's he's like, it. Well, no, this no, they, were, they were named after Herbert Hoover then, yeah. Yeah, this hobo town looks fine. You know, it looks like... Uh, Until later on. It looks very It looks very clean for hobo town though. He's like, we got showers. He's like, I don't think hobo towns have showers, but okay. No, some of them do. I don't know. Roddy Piper looks very clean in this movie. It's very strange. For a guy that's travelled from Denver, Colorado to like yeah. to like LA, his hair is hitch hiked as well. Yeah, I think he got the train. Yeah, on like one of the train cars, he probably ran into Starman, fucking the fucking <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking what's her name? Um, Karen Allen. I was trying to go for the character name, but yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Jenny. There something. Yeah, he's probably just, yeah. He just hops the car, yeah. sees that weird shit. And, well, I don't know about this. <laughs> Uh, he helps the car after that scene and hears that I gave you baby conversation is just like I'm out <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, no, Fuck but, that. but yeah he's a homeless guy he's, he looks very clean and his hair is fucking clean and luscious as shit so like you know yeah. I don't know how homeless he actually is but <laughs> anyway uh, so we go and see fucking seagulls yeah we're introduced to what's his name here as well the uh the drift. He's called the drifter. No, I was talking about the other, the other guy, the one that's like fixing up chairs and shit. The one that's part of the resistance. Oh, Peter Jason. Uh, the actor. He's called Gilbert. Yeah, he's in Prince of Darkness. He's the. Uh, yeah. He's the other professor that's there. Oh yeah, he's the one that does the mean fucking the, trumpet impression. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's good at acting, but he should have stuck with the uh, the trumpet. Should have stuck with the trumpet. Could have made a million. <laughs> good on yeah. yeah. But we're introduced to Gilbert, and he says. Uh, if you can fix things and we can use you basically telling them oh yeah I know you've just worked like a however many hour shift come on watch some more he doesn't even do that he just fucks off to get food yeah <laughs> he's like I'm not working I'm not fixing your showers do it yourself yeah fuck you I'm gonna get some peas <laughs> a lot of peas yeah, yeah. 
And the way the way she says it, she's like she's like more. And he just kind of so he doesn't even say yeah, yeah please. He's kind of like yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> As if that was the only answer. And it's just like of course. What the fuck <laughs> Look at me. I'm a jacked motherfucker. See all these people behind me. They don't need as much food as me. <laughs> Their energy requirements are lower. Nah, they've got a fucking good setup there though. I mean, uh, I remember working in Glasgow in the city centre, like. Um, I mean, it was nowhere near as good as this, but like uh, the umbrella, you know, underneath Central. But uh, there, there was a homeless person. I think I think there was a couple. I'm not sure, but they were underneath the they were under the umbrella. For those that don't know, in Glasgow, the umbrella is essentially a big underpass that's underneath the uh, Central Station. It's full of like shops and things. Yeah, like yeah. There's a road going through it. Uh, a lot of homeless people sleep under there. But, but there was uh, there was a homeless person that had set up like a full on like king size mattress just down there. Yeah, just in front yeah. of an empty shop and had like a fucking tarp over it and shit he was living like a homeless king so you know until one day he was just gone all of his shit was gone as well so I don't know what happened to him <laughs> hopefully he's fine hopefully <laughs> then a friend of ours was telling me a story about how uh, she was walking um, back from work from a call centre no from the office to, to central walking through an alleyway she saw this homeless guy just taking a piss cock in his hand and mm. like apparently he was very apologetic he, he saw her turn around and was like I'm very sorry <laughs> put his mm. cock away he's like you didn't see my dick did you she's like yeah they're just like oh no oh no <laughs> so he's fucking off <laughs> at least he was apologetic he was probably feared he was going to get done just like <laughs> yeah probably yeah. she also got spat on by a homeless person what the fuck yeah she was just wa- uh, he, he didn't do it on purpose apparently um, he was uh, walking in front of her and then like he just did that thing where like you know you turn to your side and you just spit he hawked a loogie and then like mm. the wind just carried the wind just carried oh, just her, her hand yeah. I ate so much so she was she fucking phoned me <laughs> I was like <laughs> I'm not spawn by all this person I hawked a loogie on my hand what did I do I was like clean it yeah. <laughs> clean it <laughs> wash your hands <laughs> what the you know, fuck man you know who you are <laughs> yeah this, but yeah this homeless camp was pretty good they got a pretty good setup going on it's like in the middle yeah. of uh it's in a weird area like um, you don't really see this in Glasgow too much but it's like it's like a waste ground kind of thing well yeah but like the actual area itself like uh, you've Mm. got like an office building and then like a couple of houses and a church you don't really get that in Glasgow where like you have like all this weird sort of like um, you know business like uh, you know proper like uh, businessy white collar type places then a house next to it yeah you don't really get that no no (laughs) everything's kind of spaced out a bit so we are then introduced to our good friend George Buck Flower. Hell yeah! As the Drifter. Uh, yeah, he's a hobo and everything except for Starman. Is a yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and he is shouting at the the telly because it has been interrupted by our hacker who cuts into the TV signals to try and warn the populace of what's happening. Did you? Oh, I was going to say. Did However, you while was... this is happening, the preacher seems to be mouthing along to the broadcast. Yeah, he's yeah. Did you ever think this was very um? Oh no, you haven't seen it yet. Well, see, this is very Videodrome. I've not seen Videodrome. Ah, oh, this is very Videodrome. You'll get it when you see it, but like, uh, yeah. it's all you know sermons preached through like TV and stuff and like that. And like, there's a guy who just it's, it's essentially the same sort of setup there. Yeah. Very Videodrome. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. But like, they're watching TV outside. They've got it going on. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever watched TV outside? No. Oh, it's the most white trash thing you can do. But it's amazing. <laughs> I used to do it at my uncle's house. 
We used to... Because uh, <laughs> he, <had a, laughs> he, he had an outlet in the wall, mm-hmm. right, right by the door. So we used to get... This was like back in the days of like the big box CRTVs. Yeah, yeah. So we used to get one of those, put it, uh, like plug it into the, the outlet by the door, and just wheel on outside, try and cool down, eating some ice poles, watching some fucking CITV in the morning or whatever. Nice. It was, it was, it was, it was white trash shit you could do, but it was great. <laughs> Uh, Roddy then takes it upon himself to investigate the church across the road because he sees a bunch of folk going in, in and out of there yeah what he says he's like uh, well choir practice was going on quite late last night yeah. <laughs> well they let us use our kitchens till 4 in the morning 4 a.m. Yeah. and uh, yeah explore the church this is the part of the setup I like of this whole movie it's like there's a weird little mystery to it it's like what the fuck's going on yeah I like that element um, of it and then uh uh, I think it was kind of funny I, I, in my mind I think uh, Roddy thought like when he goes in there in the back there's all these chemicals placed about the place and on this yeah, table yeah he stuff. thought he was finding a meth lab yeah he was pretty he was like oh a drug lab oh <laughs> but no it turns out they're making sunglasses <laughs> yeah uh, how the fuck do you think they figured that out by the way Hmm? How do you think in the in the universe of this movie, right? right? How do you think these people figured out? It's like, well, if we put a little bit of this chemical here and this chemical here, we can see aliens. How do you think they figured that out? Drugs. Do you think that what do you think these glasses are literally just LSD? Yeah. They're coated because he does say like yeah, well LSD doesn't really do this, but he does say you know, the glasses give you a high. Yeah. But they come <laughs> down as rough as fuck. Yeah. Huh. Ah. So I think it's like some kind of drug hmm. that the glasses are effectively coated with. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Do you think the priest used it too much? That's why he's blind. No, he got blinded. He got beat up and blinded by the police because in the beginning of the movie he can see. Can he? Yes. Oh, I didn't notice. That. His eyes are wide open. He addresses people directly uh, as well, so you can very clear him looking at each individual and addressing them. And then he gets taken away by the police, and the next time we see him, he's blind. And he specifically says, this world may have blinded me, but the Lord lets me see. You'll be back, talking to Roddy's character. <laughs> You're a working man, ain't you? <laughs> yeah. But uh, so anyway, while he's inviting he finds his secret room containing a box with hundreds of stuff in it. He finds out that the hymns coming from the church are being blasted out by a loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. And he gets caught out by the preacher, uh, who makes a point of feeling around his face first yeah, he's blind, to he? check if he's real. I have to check if he's one of the cunts. Mm. If he's one of the cunts? Yeah. <laughs> that just put a bad image in my head. <laughs> Don't. Uh, then feels his hands and then he's like, oh, you're a working man, ain't you? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, so he goes back and he's kind of talking away in this shanty ch- town and everything's going fine. And then the police show up and raid the fucking place. I have a question about this. Go on. I, I mean, this kind of, this is kind of jumping ahead fucked up right okay but near the end when they're in the the underground bit right? yes and they find the drifter there George Buckflower and he's all yeah that he's thinking, yeah. do you think he knew about the church and then he turned them on to it I think part of the reason he was there was to investigate the church and see you, if he was oh you think he was in it from the beginning I think he was a plant hmm yeah I could see that yeah because you never really see him after the well you don't really see him during the the, the raid do you no 
Okay. So yeah. I think he was a plan. I think he was there to investigate the church and whatnot. And then as soon as he found out that all this was going on, he... that something was going on, as soon as he had enough suspicion to justify it, he calls in the troops. Alright, okay. He is there for the police raid. You do see him, mm. like looking at the police. But as soon as they start taking down the town, I think he kind of fucks off. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Spoilers. But yeah. So that's my, that's my thoughts on it. But yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So they also bulldoze the fucking place with a bigger. I do have to question though. So you you find out that the police are like raiding the place, right? Because uh, Roddy's looking through the the binoculars, looking at the church yeah. and that. Somehow he doesn't hear a fucking helicopter, you know, hovering in the air. I think he hears it. Until he's ignore- looking at it. I think he hears it, but he just ignores it. Hmm. Suppose you are in a big city, so. So like you wouldn't really bother because I'm guessing. Did we ever find out what city we're in? Yeah, we're in LA. Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming it's LA. Yeah. See, I thought it was New York. No, because he... No, no, he's... <laughs> they're in, like, a... No, if you just look at it, there's palm trees everywhere. Oh, I'm okay. assuming they're in LA. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. And it's the elite, so, like, I'm assuming it's... They're, they're making it out as if it's all the elite people, so I'm assuming it's LA. And you've got the hills in the back, so... Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's kind of deserty. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. And he did come from Denver. So... Yeah. Yeah, that's like a. Yeah, okay, that's a reasonable travel. So, yeah, LA. So, yeah, you wouldn't really register shit like that unless it. You wouldn't really register shit like that until it's been there for like an abnormal amount of time. So, when he looks at it and sees that it's hovering, that's when he's like, oh shit, they're not passing by. They're just kind of. They're just kind of watching us. Yeah. What the fuck? We also skipped over. We learned that Keith David's there because uh, he's originally from Detroit, or as he says, Detroit. Um, and he has a wife and two kids yeah they, they shut down all the, the steel worker plants and all that shit yeah. so, he's, so he's in LA doing building work construction work yeah, yeah to try and make ends meet and send money back to his wife and kids uh-huh. why do you laugh at that dude <laughs> I know how this movie ends oh no that's actually mo- I'm much more tragic now that I know <laughs> <Yeah>. oh god <laughs> Oh, that poor bastard. <laughs> but yeah, so the the town gets bulldozed. Roddy's just kind of looking at it. I don't think it was kind of weird if it was just some homeless people like trying to get away by running at the police. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, these things happen sometimes. Um, yeah. I never ran at riot cops before, but I've seen them. They're I've run away from them. We didn't run away from them. We kind of like... Um, we didn't notice them <laughs> until we got right in front of them. Uh, you gave them a can of Pepsi and then it was all good? Yeah, I'm Kylie Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, this was, no, I, uh, we were trying to go up a street in Barcelona. In Barcelona during the, the riots. During the Catalonian riots, yeah. Hell yeah, great time. And uh, I was shite myself when you were on that holiday, man, because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you're the kind of guy to go up to a riot cop and be like, hey, you can kind of go up to a cop and just be like, try to go for a pint. <laughs> oh, they all had shotguns, on not yeah. <laughs> But like, we, we were walking up, we didn't even notice them until like they were right in front of us. And were, we, we didn't even notice that the street was quiet and we were the only people on it until like, we got close to them. Like, like I said, fucking idiot. wasn't just me, it was... Uh, yeah, you're both idiots. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, riot, riot posts were great. And then... Blow them up. They just told us to go... They didn't point guns at anything, they just told us to fuck off, so we did. 
Uh, they were nicer than that, though. They were just kind of like, uh, I can't speak Spanish, but <laughs> they said, leave the premises. Basically. Yeah, they, they said something, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I was quite you fucked off. I was quite drunk at the time. I think they knew I was a drunk tourist. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why can't we have an independence movement like they do? Are you calling for riots? Yes. Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> why? Why can't we, as the Scots, have an independence movement like the Catalonians do? And just fuck shit up. Yeah. I mean, we like to say that, like, we're... <laughs> we're a violent bunch. I mean, I suppose... Right, I'm just going to say that the Catalonians, they're a bit more oppressed than we are, right? A bit? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> By they're, quite a fucking big margin, yeah, bit, man. Their politicians get arrested, ours don't, so that's good at least. Well, um, well... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she hasn't been arrested, <laughs> my husband got arrested though yeah but that wasn't because of independence matters that was because of that was because he was, he was, he was, he was, he was a, he was a cunt and stealing money yeah yeah. but no we. I mean our our <laughs> politicians are being arrested for uh, for espousing their beliefs yeah theirs were yeah <laughs> um, maybe that's why we don't have fucking riots but you know I came back from that thinking like why the fuck can't we do this shit man but you know Let's do it. Let's start a riot. You and me. George Square. <laughs> nah, that's too easy. We'll go to Edinburgh on day one. Edinburgh? <sighs> Fuck Edinburgh, though. They're exactly. All, uh, uh. Exactly. That's why we had the riot there. <laughs> it's, why would we have a riot in my front door? We want, to go, we want to still be able to go to the shops afterwards, so let's go to Edinburgh and fuck up all their shit. I remember we actually came up with plans. Like, it never happens, cause there, because there was like shit going down but it wasn't as bad as it, as we thought it would be but I remember like after the independence vote when uh, when it came through no we were uh, we were debating like see if there's looting going on <laughs> we were actually debating going like see if there's looting going on we're going to HMV <laughs> fucking idiot <laughs> but it never happened so uh, nah. you know <laughs> told you we get political <laughs> there was kind of get, get killed during that though what in Catalonia or in George Square George Square was there yeah yeah and the BBC were reporting that there was absolutely nothing happening and the streets were perfectly safe even though there was a riot going on in George Square <laughs> not to get too political <laughs> but yeah. uh, have you ever noticed that whenever um, the the pro-unionist side of things get up to shit nothing ever gets reported well, but yeah, when, but when Celtic win shit and do the exact same amount of partying that the Rangers fans do, it's always called like a riot. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we notice. Mm. We notice. Mm. Mm. Bias in the BBC. Oh well, no shit. Mm. Oh my god, the mm. oh my god. Are you telling me the multi-million pound corporation doesn't have my best interests at heart? What the fuck? I don't think the BBC's a billion dollar corporation. I said million. Yeah, I don't think they're a million dollar corporation either. I think they're funded by the UK you know, people. Funded by um, the government, but they're a for, still a for-profit com- They're still a for-profit company, and therefore multi-million yeah, yeah. in pound. That's where a lot of the contention for the TV license comes in because it's viewed as like a for the people kind of bill, but it goes towards a private for-profit organisation. Uh, fuck the TV license I don't pay my shit I don't even watch TV so it's fine <laughs> yeah I don't pay it because I don't use it <laughs> ah, capitalism fuck them 
if all this shit gives any more fucked up, I'll fuck her off to Spain. <laughs> so, anyway, in short, uh, They Live's a great movie and uh, fuck the Brits. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, the. The town has been destroyed mm-hmm. by the police and a random digger that they brought along. Oh, I know that the, the, the police really used to do that all the time. Do you remember at the, the start of um, Straight Outta Compton they do that? I've not seen Straight Outta Compton. Oh, in the beginning of Straight Outta Compton is like a police raid in some house. They used like a fucking bulldozer to like barge in the door. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Was, that was the thing they just used to do. Uh, yeah. So the next morning, uh, the drifter goes into the church, which is now a burnt out ruin and retrieves the hidden box of sunglasses that he found earlier, takes out one pair, and then trashes the rest of them. Yeah, he takes them into an alleyway, and you, you can, like, see, the, like, the... <laughs> he just opens them up, and he's like... It's just fucking Ray-Bans, what the <laughs> shit? <laughs> he's like, they destroyed our fucking settlement over fucking counterfeit glasses. Yeah. Great. What the fuck? <laughs> I know that counterfeit, uh, you know, counterfeiting is a serious business, but this is too far, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so he dumps the box, keeps a pair for himself he puts them on and the real world is revealed mm-hmm. as he is able to see for the first time in his life and we the audience are able to see for the first time in the movie all of the subliminal messages strewn throughout the city obey obey consume do not awaken remain asleep uh, on money it's printed this is your god what was the one marry and reproduce marry and reproduce yes uh, one was it no independent thought is another one <laughs> <laughs> that brings up uh, he visits a magazine stand to further explore what kind of weird messages are out there and that's where we get our first look at an alien imposter mm-hmm. they look fucking gross and I love them yeah they look like burnt pizza a little bit yeah mm. I was thinking though he then, see... then goes into a wee shop and we have one of the best intro- <laughs> one of the best interactions in the movie yeah but I was thinking like when he's at the magazine stand like say John Carpenter didn't do this movie yeah and it was done by the fucking Zucker brothers you know that did Airplane right yeah you just know what the skit would be where like he just picks up a random magazine that you can't see what the thing is because he's wearing the glasses so all he sees but like, he takes it off and it's a nudie mag he takes it off and it's like yeah nudie mag or you know a magazine just called dicks and it's just like some shredded guy on it you know yeah. <laughs> and some you know the magazine owner guy just looking at him like what the fuck but yeah that was all I was thinking of when I was watching this <laughs> thinking like yeah parody movies <laughs> yeah what well, about it <laughs> okay <laughs> so he then makes his way into a local store local grocery store he looks <laughs> yeah he's, the way he's just walking about as well he looks fucking is. fried man yeah I mean he, he went into a local grocery store like I did when I was like tripping on acid once you know you're just kind of like looking around the place like what is real what isn't what is life <laughs> <laughs> except I didn't you know insult anybody and <laughs> <laughs> he's just like what the fuck is yeah he picks on this random old woman and just says you're ugly as fuck yeah what is it he actually says to her it's, uh, he says something amazing I should have noticed it down but I didn't but it, it was something to, uh, yeah and he goes you you're alright you look normal this one real fucking ugly yeah <laughs> the camera guy's like get out of here he's like get out of here I'm gonna call the cops and he said He's like, you don't need the cops, you need a Brazilian plastic surgeon. <laughs> and he trips over. He trips over a box of shit and then runs out the shop. Yeah, see, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> he, gets, he gets tracked down by some police yeah, who are both aliens and they say, you look as shitty to us as we do to you. 
His simple reply is, uh, not possible. Um, <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> and then Roddy clotheslines the cunt. He does, it was a, yeah, it was a, pretty, a pretty good clothesline. Yeah, it was a pretty stiff looking clothesline. Um, yeah. yeah, and then he takes his gun out, steals cop's gun, shoots him. Oh, you could die just like us. Uh, yeah, so you bastards die just like we do. Mm-hmm. I think it's clocked in the head with a belly stick. Yeah. <laughs> Which realistically should knock him the fuck out. But instead he just turns around and shoots the cunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just goes on a rampage. And yeah, he takes a shotgun from the cop car and makes his way to a bank for what is arguably this movie's most famous moment. See, right. I've heard, I've heard obviously I've heard this line before, but I've actually heard the the, uh, the one he did in the grocery store more. This one, real fucking ugly. Uh, I've heard that one a lot more. See, at the time that the film came out, this was the more famous line. And I'm pretty sure... Uh, I'm pretty sure I've heard Ronnie Piper say this uh, next line. That, well, I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. I've, I'm uh, pretty sure I've heard him do this in an actual promo, like wrestling promo, like before this movie came out as well. I wouldn't know. I'm not, I'm not as big a wrestling fan as you. Because so I, I, I do remember uh, Carpenter talking about this movie in an interview where he said that... Um, Piper um, came to him with like a, a little notebook. He was like, "Oh, these are some ideas I have for like promos and stuff." And I just write yeah, he basically there's, there's multiple points in this movie where Roddy is basically just cutting a promo, <laughs> and it's fucking great. I can you imagine? It? I do you remember the pay per view where he's talking about getting like abused by his dad? I remember that. But oh, <laughs> dickhead! <laughs> yeah, to hype up his feud of Hulk Hogan, my dad abused me. <laughs> Hulk Hogan is sitting there like what? What the fuck? Mean Gene's just confused. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know how this is relevant. Shut up, Mean Gene! <laughs> I'm walking through it. Jesus, by God, that man needs therapy. <laughs> oh, Not to get too wrestling nerd on you, but this wouldn't have been JR. Uh, it wouldn't have been JR, no. This would have been Gorilla Monsoon and yeah. Bobby Heenan. Yeah. <laughs> JR would have been back in good old WCW. Fuck yeah, it would have been. Uh-huh. But, uh, so he starts taking out enemies and he has the ultimate line that I am here to chew bubblegum and kick some ass and I'm all out of bubblegum and interestingly enough one of the, the t- one of the patrons of the bank does not react to him being there until he finishes that line <laughs> oh fuck right, well, oh, he's oh here. shit right, he's just sitting there like okay okay you chew bubblegum, kick ass, hopefully he's got some bubblegum. Yeah. Hopefully he's still got some. I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, oh shit! God damn it! Because you can hear him go, oh shit, in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Once he finishes that, like specifically when he says he's all out of bubblegum, you can hear the guy just be like, oh shit. No. It's fucking great. And he starts blindfolding. Well, I suppose he's aiming at the aliens, but you know, he's, you know, that, you know, some. You know, he caught somebody. Because <laughs> he's using a shotgun as well. <laughs> It is mostly shotgun, isn't it? To be fair, it's not like a fucking old ass shotgun. It's like a hunting shotgun. So those things have a decent range on them. So like he probably could be, you could be quite accurate with that. He wouldn't be catching randoms, not at that range. I don't know. You see some, you do see some people falling down as if they've been shot. I don't know. What do you do when you hear a gunshot? No, as if they've been shot. Like they're going down as if they've been shot. Not like you're going down at reaction to a gunshot. They look like they've been shot. I know. I wouldn't. Uh, Although there is one that gets caught in the face, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, getting out explodes. And then uh, he sees one of the aliens reporting on him, mm-hmm. and to which he says, uh, "Papa don't like tattletales." And it's weird because 
the combination of the voice that he puts on given that line and the fact that he's wearing Ray-Bans I swear to fuck he's just Johnny Bravo in that scene and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the way he says that line specifically it comes uh, you know it gives very <laughs> kind, of, kind of energy yeah yeah and he uses his, yeah the alien uses teleports his away teleport, yeah, yeah. Uh, we find out, however, that not all of the cops are aliens. Some of them are human. As he mm-hmm. runs into a cop and then, rather than shooting him, he just goes, Drop it! Drop the weapon! Tells him to fuck off. He says, Beat your feet! <laughs> <He's> yeah! <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, Beat your feet! <laughs> and he fucking runs he just away. sits down and starts punching his feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we then cut to this random fucking woman and looking for a car uh, played by Meg Foster oh, I remember, the, remember there's the uh, the little uh, floaty ball thing oh yeah he finds that yeah mm. the uh, and takes that out I, I, didn't, like I the, didn't make a note of that it's kind of like the little drones that you get in Half-Life 2 yeah uh, yeah kind of take photos of people but I have to wonder though so he shoots and it blows up and you, you know and you see what's happening you see some debris fall yeah when he's wearing glasses but when you see the shot of him you see a shot of him that's like all in colour there is still a bit that falls from the sky no he's reacting to it but there isn't any no you see a bit fall from the sky yeah after he shoots it but you see a bit where like uh, you see it from yeah his... and, and that wide shot hmm. but there's nothing on the ground so like I'm but there is like one piece that falls to the ground in the wide shot oh, I didn't see it but there's like uh, there's like debris there's like no debris on the ground so like what happens if somebody just walks into that shit they just take a step and they get fucking stabbed by like shredded metal that's invisible I don't know how do they explain that one away <laughs> I assume there's like a fucking clean up crew somewhere like hmm. men in black style <laughs> he raises his mind he's like yesterday I woke up without a foot <laughs> what happened <laughs> trench foot I don't remember what I live in LA trench foot oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> but but LA's dry <laughs> I don't give a fuck, you get trench foot. Oh. <laughs> you went to Louisiana for the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You the spent other, five seconds in Florida. The other <laughs> side of the, the other side of the country in a day? Don't think about it. He's just stroking, yeah. he's just stroking his hair. <laughs> Not even his hair, his face. You lost, <laughs> you, lost, you lost your foot in Florida. Oh. In the Everglades. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, eventually the drifter finds Holly Thompson Meg Foster played by Meg Foster uh, and holds her at gunpoint and forces her to help him escape they go back to her place very nice house a very very nice house just a very odd uh, which should be his first clue yeah and also a very odd shot of just like these two West Hollywood bears just yeah <laughs> I thought this lovely gay couple I thought they were going to do something like you know so did I I thought it was going to be like he was going to look at them and see they were aliens and shoot them both or something and they'd be like what the fuck <laughs> but nah they just have this I, lovely gay I, couple that sums up you can just imagine the subtext of that gay people are aliens yeah yeah <laughs> oh no <laughs> that would yeah that would get read for absolute fucking filth later on oh no yeah <laughs> Like oh no, John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Not only is he scared of multi multiculturalism, he's scared of the gays. Yeah, okay. <laughs> For the record, John Carpenter. I don't think he's scared of the gays. No, no, he's not. He's not literally a homophobe. I just theoretically. Yeah, theoretically. <laughs> as far as film theory is concerned, he is homophobic. Is he? 
No, yeah. <laughs> he isn't in the fucking slightest, as far as I'm aware. I don't. I. He seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he seems like he'd be alright. He just wants to chill, smoke weed, play video games, watch basketball. He's got a video game coming out. He does. This is a zombie game. Yes, it looks pretty decent. I'll probably get it when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a Toxic Avenger game. What gave you that impression? <laughs> the title. What's it called? It's like. Toxic something. The toxic champions are toxic something like that. Hmm. Toxic commando. That sounds eighties as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was gonna be like a toxic adventure game, where they like joins the fucking army or some shit. That sounds like a SNES like contra like side school. Yeah, toxic commando. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a look at it. You know we didn't get a contra over here. Do you know what it was called? What do they call it? Probotector. The fuck? The human enemies and the human protagonists were replaced with robots. And it was repackaged as a sci-fi game. Because of the whole Contra, like... Yeah, yeah, the Iran-Contra affair and all that. Yeah. Did you know that uh, when Half-Life came out in Germany, they replaced all the the human enemies with robots? Yeah. Because Germany's weird when it comes to, like, violence and movie games. It's like, uh... They done that in the Masters of the Universe movie as well, where it's all sparks when they hit stuff, yeah. so they're meant to all be robots. Yeah, Germany's weird when it comes to video games. Like whenever they have World War Two games, you kind of have Nazi flags in them. They have to like uh, cover them up. Yeah. And uh, which 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 makes things very strange. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so anyway, they go back to Holly's place. It's a very nice house, and he collapses to the ground as it is. the glasses have taken its toll. It looks like the house from. You only really see this after he gets fucking punted out the window, but it looks like the house in GTA Five. The one that you pulled down yeah. off the uh, off the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so he tries to talk with her. Uh, initially, she's like kind of wary of him, and then she smashes a bottle over his head and fucks him out the window, mm. and it's such a good stunt fall. Mm-hmm. But by rights, by rights, that man is dead. Yes. Like that man. Is, Meg, Meg Foster, by the way. Defenestration, no joke. Like, that is fucked up. Yeah. Like, he should be... Like, all of his major arteries should be punctured. Like, he should be fucking gone. Did you know there was a... Speaking of defenestrations, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is me getting into a bit of history here. Go on. Did you see... Did you, have you ever heard of... There was a movement, a social movement and political movement in Prague in the medieval times. I say I think medieval times. It was like 1400s. Um, fueled by religion. Mm-hmm. And the whole time period was just called the defenestrations of Prague. They just used to chuck people out the window all the time. What the fuck? It was just a thing. <laughs> it lasted for like years. <laughs> they just used to chuck people out the windows. What the fuck? A couple of them survived. One of them because uh, he, the, the, the clothes he was wearing acted as a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> and he lived. And the other one landed in a big thing of cow shit. So he lived as well. But uh, yeah. Ah uh, yes, the, uh, the Beth technique. Mm. <laughs> the defenestrations of Prague. Yeah. But uh, Meg Foster... Uh, fucking I don't think I've actually seen her in anything but she has like some uh, great blue eyes piercing as fuck and, oh yeah uh, she looks fierce in this I look, movie I was looking her up and I'm fairly certain she was married to uh, Stephen McHattie for a time she plays evil Lynn in uh, Masters of the Universe I haven't seen it but um, yeah I'm pretty sure she was married to Stephen McHattie for a time which makes like a fucking like striking couple <laughs> Uh, she's been in Jeepers Creepers 3 
Uh, she was in. She played a cashier in an episode of Twin Peaks in the twenty seventeen season. Season. Very random. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she voices Mother Mayhem in Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. I never watched Teen Titans. Uh, well, this was the more recent. Uh, this is a twenty seventeen animated movie. Yeah. Uh, she was in an episode of The Mentalist. She was in Lords of Salem. I have seen that, but it was during a, a green out, so I don't really remember much of it. She was in Xena. She played Hera. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> and she also played Hera in the Hercules series. That's so The TV quiet. show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was in The Man in the Iron Mask as Queen Anne de Artric. I hope I pronounced that right. I think you butchered the French language there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Not the first, and I won't be the last. Je suis, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but get that. Je suis, motherfucker. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? No. <laughs> so yeah, Meg Foster plays a good role in this. Does very well. She doesn't really do much, <laughs> but yeah. She puts you on edge, though. She's mm. good to kind of. I was kind of suspicious of her for the get go. In this movie. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, anyway, after she chucks him out the fucking window. It takes a while for her to be introduced as well, because I remember like seeing her name in the credits and I was like, okay, Meg Foster. And then like she doesn't come in until like fucking. <laughs> a solid like half hour, maybe 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah. So. Roddy eventually manages to make his way down the hill and into a small alleyway. You say he manages to make his way down the hill, he gets fucking chucked. Like, no, no, because he. He like manages to like brace himself underneath Holly's house for a little bit, mm. and then he like kind of gets like slowly makes his way down and slowly, slowly, and then just fucking falls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he finds we next find him in a small alleyway where he falls asleep. His next port of call is the construction site where he used to work. And they seem to everybody seem well. Fred At this point. Yeah, Frank kind of points out that it's kind of implied that everybody knows that you went on a fucking shooting spree. Yeah, because yeah. he would his face would have been plastered all over news, and we do see like photos of him on like TV screens later yeah. on, being like, "This is a wanted man." <laughs> yeah, Frank still speaks to him though. He's like, <laughs> "Yeah," because Frank's like, "I don't care. You killed a bunch of fucking rich cunts and cops. I'm not giving a fuck." <laughs> Kill cops, good on you. So, <laughs> yeah. don't do that, please. <laughs> or do I don't care. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, this, at this point, the subtitles kind of reveal the drift, reveal uh, Roddy's character name to be John, mm. uh, and he surprises Frank at the construction site. Frank wants nothing to do with him and tells him to fuck off. Yeah. Uh, Can I show you something? John does just that and fucks off back to the alleyway where he left the sunglasses because he, and getting thrown out of the window, his old pair gets left at Holly's house. Yeah, so he has to go back through the trash to get it. Uh, for him, <laughs> unfortunately for him, the bin men have been. Mm-hmm. And so he has to climb into the back of a... I thought this was going to be like a sequence where like the lorry starts driving and he has to like kind of dig through while it's moving and maybe there's like a chase scene. Yeah, no, yeah, it dumps him out. <laughs> it just dumps him out and the rest of the trash in an alleyway. So these bin men are doing a shit job. They are. They're doing a, ter- <laughs> a terrible, terrible job. They're doing a Glasgow City Council job. Oh, political Shot, again. Shots fired. Your city's a dump. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is, yeah. No. 
But uh, John manages to climb into the back of the truck and retrieve a pair of glasses, not before getting absolutely fucking covered in trash. Yeah. Frank somehow finds John in this random nondescript alley. I hear the sound of trash being dumped in the street. I don't know John. Yeah. I don't know how he manages to do this, but he finds him, Chucks gives him a week's pay, mm-hmm. and then attempts to leave. How much do you think a week's pay was back then? For a cash in hand for a construction job in LA. In LA, oh, maybe a couple hundred dollars, like five hundred, six hundred, maybe. Because mm. it's LA construction, so it still would have paid quite well. Yeah, but he's still living in a homeless camp, though, so. Yeah, but remember, this is his first week of work. He hadn't been paid oh, yet. Yeah, That's yeah. why he was living at the homeless camp. Oh. And he does hand him, like, a roll of cash. So it is like a wad of cash. So I'd say, like, <laughs> he's like, had a roll of cash, it's all just ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, anywhere between 300 and five, anywhere between 300 and 600 dollars, I would say. At a guess. Hmm. Okay. All right, yeah, sure. Considering, like, the role that he filled and all that kind of stuff, I would say, yeah. Run about that. Fair enough. Which, considering the cost of living in the UK in the US is fuck all, but yeah, the cost of living is sky high through there. Have you seen the cost of shit in the US? It's fucking yeah, mental. You said it was fuck all. Hmm. You said it was fuck all. No, the pay he gets is fuck all. Oh, right, all. right, okay, okay. Considering the cost of living, the pay he all gets right, is fuck okay, all. Okay, listen, that bit the cost of living over there is fuck all. No, it's not. It's sky like, high. Like, I don't think it is. No, it's fuck. It costs yeah. a fortune to live over there. Yeah. I was watching like uh, the TV bits in this were like you know in the it's just constant oh yeah there's adverts played throughout the movie yeah, kind of similar to Robocop but less parody oh, and I was sitting there and I was like oh god we're finally reverted back to that time we're reverted back to mass consumerism and uh, just distracting yourself with money if you have it and then you know well, we're all just fucking struggling and you're being led by fucking conservatives so you know. yeah it's, we're back, baby. <laughs> More or less. Uh, so has the moral majority come back yet? Yes, they have. So you know. yeah. <laughs> uh, so this thus begins one of the best fight scenes in cinema, and I say that somewhat ironically because mm. it has been topped since. But at the time, this was like a fucking amazing fight scene. I did I would still consider this to be a really good fight scene. I did see somebody trying to make an argument this that this fight scene is better than any fight scenes in a John Wick movie and I was like fuck off I was like I don't know I think no. I'm just one of these people that doesn't want things to progress <laughs> but, yeah but you know that is a good fight scene though and uh we get some decent, really, a couple of decent wrestling moves as well he pulls off a backdrop yeah uh, well, Keith David pulls off no, yeah, 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 Keith no. David pulls off a body slam yeah he does um, uh, Roddy has, gets a couple of backdrops in there he does a very uh, oh, this is going to be very wrestling nerdy as well but when uh, Roddy Piper backdrops Keith David they do a very NWA thing National Wrestling Alliance thing where we, yeah. he backdrops Keith David but Keith David still has him in a headlock so he keeps him in a headlock yeah 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 very old school very um, old school yeah yeah uh, there's a couple of great lines in here there's like two choices to put on those glasses or start eating that trash can mhm mhm uh, there's also an unreal fake out from Frank later on in the fight where he's laid out Roddy and he goes like to help him up and he's like yeah it's okay and as soon as Roddy's on his feet he fucking decks him if you like this fight scene you'll like the uh, uh, it's called the Hollywood backlot brawl yeah 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 with gold dust very similar whatever Wrestlemania it was but you know Uh, (laughs) Frank also has a really funny line uh, in this where uh, Roddy attempts to punch him in the balls Frank blocks him and Frank blocks him and just goes you dirty motherfucker Mm. 
You just faked out the man, you helped him up and then punched him to the ground. Anything goes in this fight, like... Your balls are off limits, though. Not quite. You can bite people. You can bite people's after, fingers off. You can because there is a powerful. This is followed by a powerful headbutt by Roddy Piper. Mm. As he's getting up, he like does the like. He brings his head up and cracks him in the chin with the back of his head, and then gives him the Glasgow kiss and fucking nails him. And then later we get full on testicular assault, where. Frank is on top of Roddy and just delivering knee after knee after knee straight yeah, he, to the he, fucking groin. Yeah, he does the bully attack. Yeah. <laughs> From the fucking video game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does the wrestling. Yeah. We then get my favourite moment of the fight. Roddy picks up a massive fuck off plank of wood. Frank then gets a bottle. There's a moment where they're kind of sizing each other up. Roddy swings the plank misses Frank and hits the back of a car completely obliterating the back windshield mm-hmm. and there's a brief moment of silence as he realises oh fuck I could have killed him with a shit and he's like fuck I'm sorry man like holy <laughs> shit <laughs> he's like, he like comes down Frank's then like fuck your apology tries to break the bottle to give himself a break the bottle just smashes it in a million pieces <laughs> yeah, and Roddy laughs in his face yeah, that shit is never as easy as it looks. Yeah. yeah. It's just a funny moment. Mm-hmm. I like it. Eventually, the fight ends with Roddy in managing to put the glasses on Frank, lifts Frank to his, his feet and then goes, Look! Look at all this! And Frank obviously sees everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. It's important to note that by the end of this fight scene, there's a half hour left in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think all my windows take care of that point. Yeah. So the fight scene, there are points where the fight scene does drag a little bit, but overall, I feel like I it's get the really feeling. Good. I get the feeling that Carpenter um, he wrote this, didn't he? To my knowledge, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a point in this where he's like, "I don't know what else to do with this, so let's just make this fight scene quite long." <laughs> yeah, so let's just fucking go for it. Let's break the world record for the longest fight scene, which this film did. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if it has been taught since, but it is still at the time that it how was long released. Is the, how long is the hallway fight scene from Old Boy? The longest one-on-one fight scene, mm. I should mention. Because there are battle scenes in like war movies and shit like that that go on longer than this one, but this is the longest one-on-one fight scene. <laughs> like hand-to-hand fight scene. Anyway, Princess Bride would have it beat for the longest sword fight later on, but this is the longest hand-to-hand fight scene in cinema at the time that it was released. And for many years afterwards. I don't know if it still is, but it definitely was at the time. The fight scenes are dying art. John Wick does it pretty well. But then you've got shit like Fast and Furious where they all have it written into their contracts, you know. That I can't, can't lose. lose. Yeah. I have to have the same exact amount of hits that you get. Because yeah. I have a small dick. So, you know. Yeah, and like the editing of fight scenes is fucked now as well. Where like there's like a million cuts for oh, that's each punch. Kinda, that's kind of dying off now now that the John Wick movies are, are John Wick's have kind of John Wick movies have kind of fixed that problem but it's still mm. like in a lot yeah. of now we're seeing a lot of movies doing the whole sort of the one take thing yeah like Atomic Blonde does it pretty well and yeah uh, Nobody did it pretty good as well oh Nobody's yeah. fucking awesome the I mean there's probably more coming out but, yeah. there's a few scenes in Happy that do it quite well uh huh Happy has quite a few good fight scenes in it uh huh I still haven't seen season 2 Season two is pretty good. 
It looks fucked. It's not. It's not as good as season one, but it gets weird. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what's kind of turned me away like from really it. Really weird. It's like beyond. I wish it would have continued, but you know. Yeah. That so, movie. That that movie gave me. Uh, not movie. That series. that series gave me the same vibe that this does, kind of. It's yeah. Kinda, some weird shit going on about yeah. mystery. But uh, they get a motel room to recover from their fight after wandering the streets with glasses <laughs> on. And they're both fucked up from the fight. Like, Roddy has this massive fuck-off gash in his cheek. Mm-hmm. There's, like, swelling and all that. Uh, Keith David comes out looking like roses, by the way. He looks kind of fine. Yeah, yeah. For, like, there's, like, like, a couple of bruises, but, like, Keith David got fucked up. Not Keith David, sorry. Roddy Piper got fucked up in this fight. Both wearing sunglasses indoors because they're cool. And, uh, no, because they're hung over as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I've been to a few places like that. You just can't, yeah. it's kind of acceptable. Uh, Roddy warns Frank not to wear the glasses for too long at this point. And then we get, out of fucking nowhere, a monologue about how he was abused as a child and his father attempted to slit his throat. <laughs> Which comes out of nowhere in the context of the story. <laughs> yeah, Keith David's just kind of sitting there like, where, what do I do here? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, but it does go some way to explain uh, the character's like distaste for authority and all that and how he was kind of able to accept that the ruling class are evil so quickly because that's one of the major kind of side effects of having an abusive childhood is their distrust for authority because he does have it well yeah but remember at the start he's given this whole spiel to keep David as well about how that he believes in the American dream and all that yeah so he's a bit of so a he kind of does a 180 so he's a bit of a bit looker but you know he does a 180 in this movie yeah but yeah I don't know uh, they both run into they both luckily run into Gilbert once again mm-hmm uh, who is wearing the sunglasses and they, they kind of do the he looks like a shady drug dealer a weird version of the Spider-Man meme where they're just kind of like hey like, <laughs> he does look like a shady drug dealer though he's just hanging out in a fucking hotel thunder thunderstruck oh thunder <laughs> I don't know why but I was thinking of uh, I was thinking of God of Thunder the, the kiss tune but mm. but uh, nah I mean the Ninja Sex Party tune Thunder and Lightning oh fuck Ninja Sex Party I can never get them but, I like them but uh nah fucking what's this guy's name the um Gilbert yeah Gilbert he does look like a shady drug dealer just hanging out in a shitty the coat doesn't help the no. happy brown <laughs> coat he looks like the kid from Recess yeah <laughs> then we just open up his jacket he's like gal the candy boys he looks like a mix between the kid from Recess and the merchant from Resident Evil 4 <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, what are you buying? <laughs> he takes the piss out of you as well. But, uh, yeah. No. Gilbert's cool. I like Gilbert. Yeah. So they eventually are led to the resistance, as I'll call them. This door guard is fucking cool. I like yeah. him. He was funny. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what he said. It was on like. New shit coming out, basically. New sunglasses just dropped. He calls them brothers as well. Yeah. Like, ah, ah, ah. What context are you using that in? <laughs> I assume like the militaristic. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know. But because he's a big white biker man, it's kind of a bit questionable. So, you know. I didn't really. I didn't read into it like that. I thought it was more like the kind of the militant side of things. Yeah, and that's what they were going for. But you know, whenever you get like the big burly white bikers who are, let's face it. A lot of these biker gangs are pretty racist, right? I, I couldn't speak to that. I don't know much about biker gangs or gangs in general. Alright, biker gangs like is one percent or something. 
not all, the, the one percenters. So like you know your hell's angels and all that. Yeah. They go by the white nationalist stuff quite a lot. So. So I was picturing this guy. I'm like, oh, what are you doing that for? But no, he's a cool guy. I like him. Uh, but yeah, this resistance meeting. They probably could have used a bit more of a security setup than what they have. But yeah. But we find a replacement for the sunglasses in the form of contact lenses, which mm-hmm. do not have the same kind of headache effects. Mm-hmm. Still see everything in black and white, which is weird. Because there's a line earlier where they see, talk about seeing the world in colour again. Which suggests that the sunglasses don't have that black and white effect. So that the, uh, sorry, the, contact, the contact lenses aren't going to have that. But when we get a POV shot from Roddy later on in the film... Just, these are just prototypes. The black and white still there so i don't know whether that's like a thing or it's going to be like maybe the second generation of the contacts that happens or maybe 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 no, this is just a this is just a theory right um they said that uh, living life under the uh, the aliens control is kind of like living in a dream mm-hmm. maybe our reality is actually black and white and because we're living in a dream everything's all color now yeah, but when they destroy the signal, it's I know, I know, so my theory's destroyed, but, you know, it's <laughs> there. It's, it's there. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe John Carpenter so find out Or maybe Carpenter just forgot. <laughs> so we find out that these aliens are basically libertarians. Uh, who are just one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say libertarians. I would say they're more... Um, oh, fuck, what's it called? Um... Uh, I, Ayn Rand used to be one. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not, that's not libertarian. That's not libertarianism. Is it not? Object. Ob, uh, let me just check this. It's not libertarianism. It's like objectivism or something like that. I don't know. They're free enterprises, basically. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty much objectivism. Uh, the Earth is their equivalent to like third world countries and shit, and they're just here to abuse fuck out of us and then leave once we're done. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're the built. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're essentially colonizers. They're King Leopold II of Belgium. <laughs> yeah, uh, Holly is at the meeting. Yes, she apologizes for selling Roddy out, or attempts to, and halfway through her apology, the base is raided by the cops. This is raided. They fucking blow that shit up. Yeah, they fucking destroy objectivism. the objectivism. Yeah, so you were right the first time. Objectivism. Yeah. yeah, I would say they're more obje- objectivists. They're like Bioshock rules. I always thought Bioshock was no, no objectivism oh okay alright shows what I know but it's different right the nerd out about here the first game is objectivism the second game is collectivism and the third game is um, American exceptionalism yeah Bioshock it's a storm out there yeah Bioshock Bioshock's fucking great man Bioshock is good uh, I wish they would come out with a fourth one, but fucking Ken Levine isn't part of it anymore. Yeah. So. Although there is a System Shock remake. There is. Mm-hmm. So that could open doors. Son of a bitch. Right, so I'm probably not going to be able to EQ out the storm that is happening outside now. So let's just acknowledge that this the rest of this recording is going to sound cursed and move on. Uh, so. It's the, it's the evil alien capitalist trying to stop us, Ben. No, it's just the fact that it's been really warm. No, we're on to the we're on to the truth, Ben. We're on to the truth. Fuck off. <laughs> we're on to the truth. They're on to us. <laughs> no, this present planet can't hold us too much longer. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so 
Uh, the base is raided by the cops and Frank and Roddy Piper attempt to escape. They fucking shoot up the place. They, 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 no, they wreck the fucking joint, man. Like, they drive a tank through the wall. Some guy tries to pull off a grenade, but he... He gets shot. <laughs> he's not trying to wank the thing. Poor choice of words. He's trying to... He's trying pull to pull the pen pull on the a pen grenade. Pull it off a grenade. It's like one of those like big fucking like the acting like those German ones. He's just fucking like yeah, mashed the potato mashers. Yeah, that's it. The potato <laughs> mashers. He's just fucking here. Or he's just got a grenade flashlight. He's just fucking going to town. Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's pulling off a grenade there's a, there's a good pulling off joke in the Thor Ragnarok okay <laughs> go on like, nah, he like throws it out and he's like the hammer would pull the hammer would pull me off and send me flying he's like oh my god the hammer pulls you off no <laughs> tag him a TV I don't know I like um, him no. but I think he needs someone to rein him in he needs to lay off the coke that's what you <laughs> what you oh yeah Okay. <laughs> he needs to accept the fact that he's having a midlife crisis and he is about 50 so you know is he 50? he's old as fuck fuck me <laughs> you're going to die soon Taika no yeah probably yeah uh, anyway Rita Ora will not make you younger <laughs> it just makes you look older makes him feel younger <laughs> yeah I'm sure but you know afterwards he just gets tired because he's old <laughs> <laughs> this episode's all over the place, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, he's, you know, that he's gonna feel old. That, you know, he can't get hard anymore. He has to get that blue chew. So, mm. blue chew. Mm. God damn it! Knowing him, he'll crush it and snort the fucker. All that, anyway. <laughs> all that cocaine use has rendered it useless unless he has his blue chew. Mm. Apparently, that shit can turn you purple. It's like a side effect of certain forms of Viagra, where it can turn you purple. That's pretty cool. No! <laughs> don't want to end up like, what's her fucking name? Violet Beauregard. Oh. Ah, <laughs> oh, speaking of Violet Beauregard, um, I was watching Bridge to Terror, but I feel like not too long ago. Why? Because it was on TV, and I was on a boat, there was nothing else Why would you depress yourself like that? Because I never, because my, the, the friend I was visiting had never seen it before. It's such a depressing so movie. So put it on, and I was like, oh, Bridge to Terror, that's that depressing movie. She's like, oh yeah, maybe you talk about that. So she put it on, it was just after she had died as well. Oh no! <laughs> so I'm like, ha ha! <laughs> You got right to the good bit. (laughs) (laughs) You got straight to the good bit. No fucking about. But uh, so, while attempting to escape the cop, Ups Frank finds himself in possession of one of their wristwatches, the teleport device, and he's kind of fucking about with it, trying to get it to work so he can listen in the broadcast. He breaks the fucking thing, Mm -hmm. which activates this like emergency portal into an underground base. So him picking up the watch actually kind of... Not him picking up the watch, but uh, the, the general idea of not picking up shit actually kind of annoyed me. Because later on, when they're going on, they're running, when they're running and gunning through the uh, television station, right, there's a specific part where Roddy runs out of ammo with his machine gun. Or his so rifle. he drops a machine gun and then pick, starts using the pistol. Why not just pick up the fucking dead guy's rifles? They have the same guns. Because the film doesn't have the budget for more automatic squibs. Shame. Lower fire rate, less squibs, less money spent on the budget. Shame. Shame. But yeah, they, That's they, why he does it. They find themselves in the underground Disneyland tunnels, so... <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. <laughs> So, with the help of the drifter from earlier, they managed to find him in a full suit. So, while it 
investigating the fucking tunnels they find this massive like I don't know why I don't know why <laughs> the drifter came out in this tuxedo blew my fucking mind I don't know why I was just sitting there I was like oh my god he's a traitor yeah that's <laughs> what I'm supposed to do that's I know I know but I'm, <laughs> but I'm sitting there I've never felt that way before watching a movie uh, at least I can't think of the last time that's happened so I'm sitting there like what the fuck yeah it took me off guard when I first saw it as well it was like holy shit what that was a good twist what the fuck that was a great twist but it explains like how the the cops found the place and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. now like yeah so yeah that really got me mm-hmm. as well it's a great twist to find out that the drifter is a traitor do you think Elon Musk is an alien? nah mm-hmm. but he definitely works with them mm-hmm. Grimes is an alien didn't she leave him? yeah but she's yeah. an alien <laughs> she's weird by the way she's the well they named her kid after his fucking password so like is that what it was? <laughs> I know I, she. I know I, she. That's just a joke. But the name, the she, name of the kid. But yeah, she did change the kid's name. But uh, she's a bit weird. She's, she's called Clive now. Yeah, she see her tweets. She's a bit racist. No shit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Uh, and att- and an attempt to show off to them. I didn't know you boys got recruited. I didn't know you boys got promoted. Is yeah. Said. yeah. And they just kind of go along with it, and he's just like, "Yeah, okay." And it's like, "Word to the wise: You want to buy a suit yourself. You want to buy yourself some nicer clothes now that you can afford it." Mm-hmm. And they're both kind of stood there, just like, "Should we roll with this, or should we shoot the cunt? Like, what's the, what's the play here?" I'd like to be a double agent on the on the fucking resistance side. That would be kind of cool. You get all the you get all the perks of both, you know. You're fighting to save humanity. Until they find you out, and then you're fucked. That's what cyanide captures are for, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, you're all right. I don't like almonds, so. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. You could go out and you know, in a bang, you know. You could just shoot yourself. <laughs> but, you know. Kurt Cobain POV. Courtney <laughs> uh, <laughs> loves pointing the gun at you. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney Love definitely killed that cunt. By the way, that is like fully. She is a murderer. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to put my hat I'm, into that race. I'm doing it. I don't know too much about it. I'm speaking on behalf of Archive Panic here. Fuck you. You don't get to, to shit now. Hang on. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I would say down with capitalism all, all I want, you know, but <laughs> maybe done on sedition this charges. Is the, this is the opinion of archive panic. Hang on a minute. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, I'm fucking with you. I'm willing to do some sedition charges here. <laughs> but We're not going under defamation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Celebrity Skin's a good song. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Courtney Love. <laughs> Dog Parks is alright as well, you know, but... <laughs> I don't, okay, know, no. I don't know if you killed your husband. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great. I was watching an episode of Game Changers the other day. You know, like the fucking dropout show. Well, college humor turned out a dropout. No. Oh, it's fucking great. Basically, they like have like prompts, and they need to set for points. Kind of like whose lines it anyway. One of the prompts was say something we need to bleep. And uh, one of the guys, his name oh, is it Louis, I think his name is. He comes forward and just says, "This is the opinion of. This is the official opinion of." of a college humour I am paid by college humour I am an official employee of it and he says O.J. Simpson is innocent 
<laughs> but they have to bleep it out because he's, he has like the preface of like I'm saying this as a paid opinion of mm. college humour and dropout mm. <laughs> he goes on a big rant about how OJ Simpson is innocent it's fucking brilliant <laughs> it's Lou that's his name not Louis it's just Lou but yeah <laughs> I mean if you want to get into it there is actually a specific theory that OJ Simpson actually didn't do it it was his son and there's apparently mm. there's quite a there's lot some water. yeah that theory holds some water doesn't it there's apparently like some... I don't know I haven't looked too much into it don't come at me OJ me neither <laughs> I, I still like I still like the the fact that the family got the rights to his book if I no was it I did it and it's like it's no but it's like if I did it uh-huh. yeah it's but Taylor with yeah in order to avoid it being like libel uh, uh-huh. they put if in like tiny tiny letters that's the funniest shit to me have you seen OJ's Twitter he has a Twitter uh-huh. he turns up at Buffalo Bills games and people are like yeah OJ <laughs> he's just sitting like the VIP bit <laughs> what the fuck yeah. it's weird mm-hmm. he yeah. also said that he's been working tirelessly to find the real killers talk shit <laughs> he just looks in a mirror yeah. <laughs> oh, it's me allegedly go get him he just runs into the wall <laughs> Knocks himself out. <laughs> I got him. Ends, I, up, ends, up into, ends up turning into his character from Naked Gun. Just starts like going into this man like Rue Goldberg machine of pain. Like, how, fucking, fucking, how fucking great would it be if we could travel to that alternate timeline where OJ is the Terminator? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I still think that's funny when you watch like Arnold Schwarzenegger and fucking interviews about that. And he's like talking about it. He always likes. To, he likes to make a joke about like mm. they didn't. They didn't cast OJ because they didn't think he was had the the right mentality to be a killing machine, and they just burst out laughing. <laughs> Two people died. Allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, allegedly. Two people did die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's podcast all over the place. I like this one. I like this one too. <laughs> Went from being political to like fucking OJ. <laughs> oh. oh, fuck that shit. Anyway, so fucking they get a tour through like the the underground base and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually quite confused at this. Yeah. So like, I mean, I get that it's underground. So how does the space thing work? Is it just like a Stargate? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Cool, cool. I like that. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of those um, uh, liminal spaces type images that you'd see on like yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. It was pretty cool. I like that. I I, I got that vibe from it as well. Mm. Kind of like the back rooms kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, so fuck the back rooms, by the way. <laughs> what? <laughs> fuck the back rooms, by the way. It was better before they added all these fucking different creatures and shit. It was much better when it was just these creepy rooms that you had no idea why you were there. But yeah, then people that had cool, to yeah. fucking keep adding to it so now it's not even scary. Yeah, they had to turn it into like SCP light, basically. Mm-hmm. SCP stuff's pretty good though. Oh yeah, it's yeah. fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Control is a great game. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> anyway. Uh, where were we? In the tunnels. They yes. see the, the Stargate, they're going to planet Andromeda. Yeah, which is a galaxy, not a planet. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that a, is, it's not a planet, is it? It's yeah, it's a, a galaxy. Yeah. yeah, maybe there is a planet there, I don't know. Well, if it's a galaxy, it has to have some planets. Maybe the capital is the planet Andromeda. Hmm. 
Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I've played Mass Effect Andromeda. It's just full of fucking weird little aliens that look like... Uh, Boss hacks. Cuttlefish. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda is a lot better than people say it is. Oh yeah, uh, the the launch was botched by EA, yeah, but most, most of the negative reviews are just because the launch was shite. But once you actually get into it, it's not once that yeah, bad. once they actually patched out a lot of the weird shit, it's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then they go to the uh, was it the so they managed to make their way to the TV station uh-huh. and the uh, channel fifty four, fifty six, or something like that, fifty something. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it was they, kind of funny how he just manages to like. He just shoots two guards. Well, yeah, and he's like, oh, this is where the tour ends. We can't go in there. This is the TV. He's like, oh, I've never seen a TV staged before. Come on, Thinking can't you guys in there? Oh, you boys. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you in there. Yeah. And <laughs> hey, he goes around and the guards are like, nah, man, you need your fucking ID or whatever. He says, here's an ID. And they both pull pistols. <laughs> he shoots yeah, the yeah, what I don't get at this point as well is like, they're like, oh, this room, um, this room is soundproof, right? Yeah. The door is still open, though. <laughs> Yeah, the door to the hallway, not the door to the... Yeah, the door to the hallway is open. It wasn't even a door to a hallway, it was a door to an office, right? So, like, I say an office, like, uh, there was lots of people working on desks and shit. They would have heard that, because the door was open and it was right next to it. Yeah, true. The people in the TV studio, probably not, but they would have heard that. (laughs) Yeah, they definitely would have. (laughs) So, uh, they start making their way through, they get to... uh, Frank and Roddy then proceed to shoot their way through this building. It's a massive fucking shootout. Mm Mm-hmm. I would have been okay if the film started here and we basically just got the raid. Like, and it was just them making their way up the floors. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. But, yeah. Like, that would have been pretty fun. The raid in the 80s, or Dread, or whatever, but, yeah. I mean, Dread is just the raid, but with a comic book filter on it. <laughs> Justin Bieber's baby playing throughout it, but nobody noticed. Well, what? Uh, the sound effects that happens when the slow-mo drug is going on is baby just slowed down to like fucking for real? Mm-hmm. did they have to pay rights for it? probably but <laughs> just, they just slowed it all the way down <laughs> that's mad but yeah so they start shooting their way through the building eventually they find Holly who's just kind of wandering around nonchalantly <laughs> yeah he's just kind of cutting about the place yeah. <laughs> people are dying <laughs> yeah uh, speaking of people dying, once we get to a certain point, they've managed to find their way to the roof. Yeah. John starts making his way up there, and in the most... It's like a split second. Out of fucking nowhere, but in a split second, Holly just pulls a pistol on Frank and shoots him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you hear the gunshot as well, but apparently Roddy didn't hear that. But, yeah. You know. Or maybe he did hear it, and they just thought that like Holly and Frank were like fighting people off while he was on the roof. Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah, Holly then holds uh, Roddy at gunpoint. <laughs> there's also a helicopter. There. There's also a helicopter that comes up. Yeah. And there's a moment where he's like, fuck. And he drops his gun, pulls a snub nose out of his sleeve that to this point was not established was there. At any yeah, point. Yeah. It just comes out of nowhere. He just like bugs Bunny that shit. Which sleeve is it though? Because there is a point. Because you do see him. Uh, when they're touring like the underground base, he is holding on to like one of his wrists the entire time. Oh, okay, right. Well, so I don't, I don't know which sleeve it was it came from, but you are, yeah, there's a bit where he is holding on to his wrist. The entire okay, time. right. Well, well, fuck me. So I'm maybe that is him that. just holding his thing. I don't know. I yeah, just I didn't notice that, but yeah, I just noticed it because I thought that's a weird way to just walk. To be, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And so he he shoots Holly. Pretty shady. Then what? Pretty shady. Pretty shady. Just, just yeah. kind of. She just kind of freeze frames and then falls over. Just kind of sits down. <laughs> he then takes out the satellite, but is killed in the process. Mm-hmm. Big explosion. And he uses the last ounce of his strength to flip off the cops. A man after my own heart. To be fair, we don't actually know if he dies. He's kind of. He's on the roof when that massive explosion goes off. That fucker's dead. Oh, I suppose. Uh, the aliens are exposed and we get a montage of humans reacting to seeing the we truth see, yeah we see a different news for room. the first time we see the newsroom <laughs> what is it somebody says like, wow why do you look so fucked up <laughs> no man you're fucked up I'm leaving basically <laughs> yeah. that's it yeah. you see that what's going on we also to see the aliens in full colour for the first time it turns out they're kind of blue yeah one's just sitting at the bar yeah and another one is uh, having a grand old time Pretty much, if you pretty much if you think about right, when you put an image in your head, right, the bottom half of the screen is just entirely tits. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, <laughs> just going and into the she camera. She sees the TV, and she sees everyone getting revealed, and then she looks down. What's going on, baby? Cut to credits. <laughs> that is the most unnecessary ending. Those last five seconds. It's literally the last five seconds of the film or this bit and that poor woman is traumatised to fuck I get the feeling that was just that because some studio was there because it was like we need more tits there's no tits in this movie and they're like yeah okay I'm going to add tits but it's going to be the last five seconds and you're barely gonna, and you're just going to see them in the screen and that's it this poor actress <laughs> well not this poor actress so the poor character like this woman's probably like traumatised within an inch of her life because imagine that you're Quite happy, you know, you're quite happy, you're getting there, you're getting to the point of no return, and you look down, and all of a sudden, the person you, th- and all of a sudden, you're fucking an alien. I think that alien guy gets slagged off by his colleagues, being like, oh, you got, he's gone native. He's fucking the natives. No, because they all are. We don't know that, we only see that one. Yeah, but there's like, the whole thing of like, some of them are married, and like, some of them are like, yeah. Oh. Oh. Do you think that? We, they never really established this but you think that if you shot one of them right mm-hmm. and like you know how, how, how strong is their technology you know if you were to slice one up on an autopsy table you know or whatever after they died is it going to be like men in black where they're just kind of like whoa something's not right here or are they just going to be still like fucked is it going to be like we happy few where it turns out you know this autopsy they're doing is actually just a dead alien I think it's more the wee happy few thing where like the signal is strong enough that it covers it because it's not like each individual person has like a, a signal it's like a signal going everywhere all across the world sleep sleep yeah <laughs> sleep <laughs> oh this movie have you ever heard uh, the commentary for this no I'm going to listen to it later on John Carpenter uh, John I... Carpenter takes the piss out of this movie no he doesn't take the piss out of it I remember um, I remember reading something I haven't heard the commentary for this movie but I remember somebody posted it mm-hmm. and or posted excerpts of it and they were saying like <laughs> John Carpenter thinks this movie is like a documentary and it was just John Carpenter like basically like all oh, this stuff is real right mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean maybe not aliens <laughs> but the whole uh, you know subliminal messaging and all that stuff and consumerism to like distract us from problems it's real you know yeah so, you know Maybe that's what he was getting at. I don't know if he actually said that aliens were fucking... You know, I don't fucking know, but yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if John Carpenter actually said that aliens were controlling everything, but, you know. Yeah, I could see him being that way, yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. You know, aliens, they just, uh, they control everything. 
me and Deborah Hill would sit up all the time smoking a lot of pot at Stonehenge to be my aliens. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. They live. Great movie. It's fine. Well, I say great. It's good. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's great. The ending's a bit fucked. I'm not too... But, yeah. What, the last five seconds of the Yeah, it's just weird, weird. yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I quite it's, like... It's I, completely I, unnecessary. I quite like the ending. I thought it was hilarious. It's a good joke, but, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like something you'd see in, like, Animal House. Where, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that kind of vibe. Except, you know, in Animal House, it would turn out that, you know, the, the woman's actually underage, so, you know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, the 70s. But, no, uh, I, I thought this movie was pretty good. Um, Very enjoyable. I mean, I think this is one of those examples of a movie that's been... Uh, to me, at least, overhyped a bit. Um, definitely, I would definitely agree with that. Like in recent years, it's kind of been put on a bit of a pedestal because of the social commentary. Yeah, that's throughout I mean, the movie. It's not as bad as people saying, like you know, the idiocracy is a fucking documentary because they're just idiots. But uh, you know, I like this movie. I would watch this again. I would probably get this movie. So yeah, I will watch this movie again mm-hmm. inevitably because I'm gonna watch it with the the commentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, at the end of the Carpenter series that we're doing we will have a little ranking so you'll see what our actual opinions on these movies are so yeah uh, yeah. but oh they live I thought it was okay I would have liked to have seen Roddy Piper in more mainstream sort of movies so would that I feel like he could I feel like if given the opportunity he could have been he could have been a much bigger star than what he was I think he was just a bit coked out you know a bit I think he also made a lot more than a bit, mate. I think he also made a lot more money doing wrestling than he did um, in these movies. Yeah, big time. Yeah. So <laughs> the only other, the only time I'd have really seen him act before this movie was in It's Always Sunny, where he's playing the maniac. Oh yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I forgot he was in Always Sunny. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good in that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he died. Unf- yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Rest in peace, my friend. R.I.P. Iron Cheek. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he he's died make, a couple he, days ago. He's going to make death humble. <laughs> Too late. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's uh, this latest episode of uh, Archive Panic. Thank you for listening. Next time, we are, we'll still be continuing our uh, John Carpenter um, uh, filmography binge with one that I have never seen before. I didn't even know it existed really until we did this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Memoirs of Invisible Man. Yeah, I've, I've not been aware of this movie either, so it's going to be an interesting one to watch Sorry, for the first time. Sorry, Chevy Chase and... Oh no. And Sam Neill. Sam Neill's okay. Yeah. Chevy um, Chase is a dick though. From what I understand about Memoirs Invisible Man, this is a Chevy Chase passion project. Oh no. So this isn't really... A, so the Carpenter apparently, he said something like he had no real direct control over what, 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 what happened in this movie he was pretty much a director for hire so I'm scared <laughs> I'm very very scared of this movie join us next time so we can hear our terror <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for listening I've been Ben Nevin I'm Jacob Brisson and we'll see you next week Woo!